Welcome to Callback Podcast number 11. On this podcast, we interviewed Wayne Fetterman. Wayne is, well, he's one of those guys who's absolutely been on everything. If you saw Wayne, you'd go, oh my God, I know him from this, I know him from that. He's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I remember him from there. I remember him from his stand-up days. And he's all, he's still doing stand-up, but I remember seeing him as a, as a young comic and uh, really, really enjoying him. He was a blast to talk to. And uh, he, he actually uh, arranged for us to do this podcast at the improv on the second floor which we thought was really cool so you can kind of hear the people in the background going into the show and it's not it's not loud but it's a lot of fun you know we thought it added a little a little just a little extra something uh yeah we just had it we couldn't have been happier with uh with the way this turned out it was just a, a fun time hanging out with wayne uh if you want to uh reach out to the uh to the show uh you can send us an email callbackpodcast at gmail.com don't forget, if you haven't done so, please like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe on uh, iTunes, it's free, and um, also, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Callback Podcast, uh, so uh, uh, follow us on Twitter, tweet us, and uh, with that out of the way, uh, let's get ready for podcast number 11. All right. Well, welcome. Uh, we are here. This is podcast number eleven. Eleven. Look Correct. We're check. We're te- we're testing the levels right now. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're in our the. Levels, our levels are we're, good. We're knee deep into double digits here. We are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's no stopping now. Uh, we are at the uh, the world famous Melrose Improv. Exactly. Do you know when this was uh, built? Any idea? Well, I know it was more than thirty-one years ago. Yes, that is true. Because Antonio has worked here for thirty-one years. Uh, one of my favorite guys on the planet. He is the. I I think he's the bus boy. I know it's weird because he's obviously an older gentleman, the bus man, a bus man, and uh, one of the uh, great guys I've ever met. Always friendly, always has a smile on his face. He seems like and, he's a great, yeah, and a great example of just like, oh, I have maybe not the top job in the world, but I'm going to do this with gusto. It kind of goes back to Martin Luther King a little before your time, but he <laughs> talked about it a little bit. Like if you're going to be uh, whatever you do, do it. As best you can. So, that's uh, Antonio had a dream to work work at the the uh, world fame for thirty one years. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So uh, no, but he is, he's infectious. It was just absolutely his character is just. I, I've been here a bunch of times, and he's always got a smile on his face. He does. Just, yeah, he's just a. Let's just talk guy. about Antonio the Let's entire say, you know, time. Why don't we? We should have him as a guest. You should. He's seen a lot. He's seen uh, quite a bit. Our guest this week is uh, Wayne Fetterman. Wayne, Thank you. thanks a lot. Uh, Really, uh, really appreciate you doing this for us. We are at the Improv upstairs. They just sat the second show, right? So, um, you know, it's kind of a—they're doing a taping down there. Do you miss those days of the, the like the well, evening I, at the? You did a lot. Yes, of evening I did the uh, six evening at the Improvs. I think four of them here and two of them in a place called the Santa Monica Improv. Have you wow. ever heard of it? Yeah, I, I knew it existed. At one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in, and then uh, there was also an Improv in the Valley called really? the. Very creatively called the Valley Improv. <laughs> That's good. It would be called the Valley Improv. <laughs> and I still have a T-shirt from it. Uh, maybe I'll, t- I'll send you a JPEG that of would that be great. for your oh. for your fans. Oh, get, no, excuse I, me, get, fan, fan. Yeah, exactly. For uh, <laughs> for my girlfriend who I make make listen. Right. Um, so 
you uh, you well, let's. Why so, are you yelling? I'm right I'm here. Sorry, I didn't, I'm right sorry, here. I didn't mean to do that. This I didn't, I'm sorry about that. I'm just a little excited that you're here. Yeah. Um, you're yelling and you're not looking at him. I'm, no, it's I'm, fine. I'm, I can deal with it. You I do a lot of. I, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I've got this light here, so I'm trying to adjust. Here, that's perfect. No, it's so, fine. Now, can we get to a hammock? Uh, so, uh, Wayne, you uh, let's talk about this now. So, 31 years. You met him in. You said you met Antonio in eight, what was it? Eighty one. No, I met him in eighty eight when I performed here. But he was here before that. So, how long have you been doing comedy? I've been doing comedy since about thirty years. Since thirty about eighty two. Yeah. Wow. So, how did you you you, you originally are from Los Angeles? Correct? No. Well, I was born in Los Angeles, but I grew up in two places. In Maryland, Silver Spring, Maryland. And I don't know... What, why, uh, why, uh, my best that? friend Jonathan is from Silver Spring, Maryland. Yeah, it's a great, great area to grow is up in. Is it a in. large town? Is it... I don't think so. Is it? You know, Silver Spring? It sounds yeah, small. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. I mean, it's it's an unincorporated area. I don't think it's actually officially a city. Let's not get into it. Now, you're probably equally known for acting and comedy, because I see you on practically everything. Would what do you, you see me on? What do you, you see well, me I've on? I've seen you on... Uh, Obviously, you were on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, true, one. true. Um, I've seen you on... Step Brothers. Step Brothers is correct. Blind 40 guy. 40-year-old version. 40-year-old version, I am in that. Uh, Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde, one of my favorite. Who are you in? Maybe my favorite. Who am I in Legally Blonde? Well, I will explain it to you. Uh, in Legally Blonde, they... Reese Witherspoon has to get into Harvard, so she makes a videotape. Submitted to a college board of Harvard guys, I'm one of those guys. Now, it doesn't seem like a lot. It doesn't seem like a lot. But if we don't let her into Harvard, there's no movie. No. There's, she just goes to Orange County Community College. It's not, there's no fish out of water story. It's so, not So there's a hairstyle. So it, even though it was a small part, and in it I'm like, oh, she's a friend of the environment. She, like, you know, I, like we... Anyway, did you so, do, did you do a lot of research for that role? Did you no go no? But that's Harvard is as close to uh, Ivy as I've gotten. You can pull my, off my, my mom was very happy about that. You can pull it off though. You look kind of scholarly. You know, uh, You've got I that, love uh, it. I love it. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm racking my brain too because I you know I used to be able to come up with a lot of this off the top of my head. But absolutely, I used to see you like on. Um, yeah, what happened is I did a lot of movies and right. I do this thing. I've spoke about this before. Where called the Fetterman and Out, where I'm like in one <laughs> scene, you see me, and then I'm done. And I think it's just because my acting is so brilliant and big, and it would just take away it's from like, any exactly. movie. Any narrative movie would pale into like, who's that guy constantly lighting up the screen? So. They throw them like a season. You throw me in, not a season like fall, but like pepper or something. You throw me in, and then you uh, you use. Me. So anyway, so I'm thrilled to do it. I love. I think movies are the height of show business, the top of the pyramid. I don't think there's anything above it. Not Broadway, not stand up. Well, you go did, ahead. You did play a sandwich in a commercial once. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did meant. No, no, no. I'm talking about movies, the Fetterman app. But on television, like on Curb, I might have a couple scenes or something like that. And, and I made, did tons of commercials for many a product. Oh, yeah, yeah. Many a product. You were, were you a spokesman for anything? I've not really. A little bit for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Massachusetts for a couple of years. So, um, so this was like in the late 80s. And then I did, uh, yeah. And then... Maybe early not because I remember we did something for the 1992 U.S. Olympic team. Oh wow! So I was—that's how long I've been working. 
Wow. I did spots for the 92. You look, you look great. For, uh, uh, thank you. It's the lighting. It it's this lighting. It's Don't lighting. see me in direct sunlight. It's <laughs> not good. It's like, whoa, what happened to that guy? I totally uh, forgot. Uh, Aaron, uh, Wayne knows he used to play basketball with Gary and George. Oh, the you Schwintz. know the Schwintz. Yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, from the flogging. Yes, from the flogging. Yes, okay, camp. that's the connection. Yeah. Yes. You, how's your outside shot? As good as it's ever been. I am a phenomenal lifetime basketball player and a really good spot-up shooter. Can't really take anyone off the dribble. This cannot be funny to anyone. Let's move on to that's, another no, subject. Right. No, I wanted to touch on something really quick. You are an enthusiast, <laughs> though, too, about basketball. Like you do Yes, a- I do. I'm a lifetime. Like, when I was growing up, after I lived in Maryland, I moved to Florida. And there was no professional basketball team in Florida at the time. No heat. no heat. So, but we did have an ABA team called the Floridians, <laughs> and uh, the Floridians are great because <laughs> they would let the kids us shoot around at halftime if you weren't wearing hard shoes. If oh, you're really? wearing, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's how uh, low rent the situation <laughs> it was. I got to run around the bases once at a minor league baseball. Yeah, yeah, same exact kind of thing. So same. much fun. Yeah, and weren't you streaking at the time? I was, I was naked. Yeah, <laughs> right, you were arrested, right? and and uh, but it was, was funny. Two it was two weeks ago, right? It was just like, yeah, yeah, I read yeah, about two that two weeks ago, and then again today. Uh, <laughs> it's like they can't. I can't learn my lesson. So uh, you did. Uh, I, we'll get back to the comedy, but you also again. Did why me. are you yelling? I'm right I'm here. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm right I'm here. Again. He gets very excited. Sorry about that. It's weird. The the Pete the. The book you wrote. You yes, wrote I wrote a book about a basketball player, a dead basketball player named Pete Maravich. I don't know if you've heard of him. I have. I, I, I'm, I'm, you I, heard of him? I'm actually embarrassed. Just a little research I read about him today. When I, I love here. it. I love it. Well, what can you? What, what was? What attracted you to the? Pete oh my Maravich? God! I could talk for hours. Well, about let's the not guys. talk for hours. But so don't talk for hours. Oh, well, you can talk for hours. Give us the Reader's care. Digest version. All right. Uh, Pete Maravich is the reason I wrote the book, and there's been many books written about this guy. There's been like eight books. That's how fascinating it is. Was a basketball player that was unique and remains unique in the history of the game. He scored, if you know anything about basketball, he averaged 44 points a game while playing college, which is more than anyone who's ever played before since. And uh, but also, what was amazing about him, he was like a globetrotter. He played very fancy, threw the ball behind his back, dribbled between his legs. Okay. Before anyone was like, this was coaches were like, don't. That was called hot dogging at that time. And uh, But also, not to interrupt, but go, 44 do it. points No, you game. did interrupt. It's not not to interrupt. It's like <laughs> interrupting, and then you go. What is weird? That's I don't weird. know. I'm going to interrupt right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. Interrupting. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, just a, me- it's a melee. But I, I do want to point out that from what I read, it's yeah. like 44 points a game. Before the three-point line. Exactly right. Exactly right. Which makes it even more impressive. Very impressive guy. Okay, so he was a high scorer. Okay, I, I didn't... I w- and phenomenal. Like, he spent his whole childhood dribbling a basketball, shooting a basketball. Basically, he was just obsessed, like, single-minded, laser-focused, obsessed. Practiced eight hours a day in the summertime by himself. Just insane guy. Then goes to the pros. Uh, Gets a lot of criticism because he can't win a championship. Everyone thinks he's a hot dog. Does great in the pros. Ends up being one of the top 50 players of all time. Wow. Never wins a championship. Oh. Depressed. Distraught. Retires from the game. Thinks he's wasted his whole childhood chasing this false idol, you know, to be a great basketball player. So he finally finds a little piece. He becomes suicidal, a recluse. Wow. Finds a little piece by finding Christianity. Uh-oh. 
Several years later, he's happy. He's got two kids playing a little pickup game of basketball in a church. Drops dead. Oh. Age 40. 40? They do an autopsy. They find out he was born without a left coronary artery. Oh, my God. Never should have lived to the age of 20, let alone set scoring records that are still held today. And, uh, yeah, so he was this magical kind of guy. Even when he was playing, he was like this just weird guy. He had, like, he was known for having, like, socks with, like, we call floppy socks, which were kind of, like, bunched-up heavy wool socks that hung down over his feet and then, like, had, like, a beetle haircut. He was just... You can go on, like, I put a video up on YouTube of highlights, and we're well over a couple million million hits. hits, Yeah, yeah, millions of hits. Like, so it's, uh, he's pretty incredible. People's kids still write to me today about him. That's awesome. And want to know about him. Did you ever get to see him play? No, I never, I mean, on television, but I never met him, but I met his wife. I did the biography with his family and his kids, those two little kids, you know, when he died. Were they worried that a comedian was going to kind of take the pit. Well, I co-wrote the book, so I had a little, like the other guy had written a book on uh, Steve McQueen and some other guys, so it wasn't like, hey, <laughs> the clown is coming in to uh, talk about your father's legacy. <laughs> we were a little embarrassing. <laughs> your dead father's legacy, uh, and this, this guy, you know, just did a spot at... Uh, have you... Uh have you written any? Uh, uh, have you authored any other books? Is this, this no? Is that took that was a long. That's time. the 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 one and done. The, the uh, that's the a Fetterman, Fetterman and out. Fetterman and out. Thank you for the callback. Callback call podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Callback podcast. Um, you know that's what we're calling the podcast, right? No, the callback podcast. I did not. Know. Are you yeah. making that up? No, I'm not making it up. You didn't. You didn't listen to any of the. Po- you did the. I listened to one. I listened oh, to the awesome. one. I listened to that one guy. Um, so yeah. Uh, so which but, one did you listen to? I don't know, this like, very interesting actor guy who was um, he was in, like, um, some movies. Vince Beloff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. We were I thought that was time. fascinating. Yeah, yeah he's a very fun, interesting he's a dude. Fun, fun guy. Yeah, way better than this. No, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> this is fucking horrible. No, shut up. <laughs> um, so, uh, but uh, this moves me into the fact that you you actually wrote a short film. Right, that was yes, in, uh, co-wrote a yeah, Sundance film that won an award no, it's, called it's Max and Josh. Max and Josh. Not on the web yet. I was going to say, we, can we so see we, it anywhere? Not yet. I think I'm going to put it up on my... I have a YouTube channel, I guess, where I put like stand-up on. Uh, I mean, just so funny you should bring that up. I think that will be on in the next six months. Oh, cool. That'd be great. We'll put links up to it. And, and, and it yeah. was really good. I did it uh, with a guy named Hill Harper, who is an actor on... Uh, uh, CSI New York, I'm going to okay. say. CSI Schenectady. I don't know. I don't know. I know they have a lot of those. CSI, uh, the, what's the place in Maryland? The uh, Silver Springs. Silver Springs. Aliquippa. Uh, <laughs> Springfield. So, uh, very good actor, and uh, it was really fun. And really. You, you, you acted in it as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, is yeah. this... I mean, is so, I do many things. Yeah, I, I write. Say. I write for other comedians. I write award shows. I write for late night television. Yeah, you were the, uh, and I'm trying to write screenplays and that kind of stuff as perfect. well. Perfect. You were the you, Jimmy Fallon's first season, right? You were his yeah. monologue writer, head monologue writer. I used to write monologue jokes for Martin Short for the Martin Short Show. Well, which one? When he was the when, the, when he was uh, Glick before. Well, Glim, Jimmy Glick was one of the characters on the show. It was right. where it was introduced, but it was before he had his own show. It was the the talk show that kept getting. Bounced around, oh, and bounced yeah. around, because um, it was syndicated. And I remember the first night that, uh, the first day, I wrote jokes that got on the air. And um, 
I, I was sitting in my roommate, and I was like, oh, they're going to show my jokes. I did it from Chicago. I would fax them in. You know, I'd be doing comedy. And Again, I'd, for the kids, explain what a fax machine is. Oh, a fax is. machine. It's like, <laughs> uh, it's like a phone with a typewriter. And, uh, <laughs> to, yeah, exactly. Go ahead with your story. So um, it was funny because the first night that I got jokes on, we all sat around. A bunch of my friends were like, oh, we're going to watch John's jokes on, uh, on Martin Short. We're going to watch Martin Short Sam. And we were preempted for an uh, infomercial on the uh, George Foreman Grill. And I called up the network right away. Like, what's going on? They're like, yeah, the ratings were so low in the Martin Short show that we actually made more money by showing the infomercial. And so we bumped it tonight for the George Foreman infomercial because it was syndicated. So they could do that back then, you know? Wait, I don't understand. I, I, I love the story. I believe it. How does the company make money by showing the Foreman infomercial? They made more money off the infomercial they, than they did. The off infomercial of, pays in that. Yeah, well, they pay the network. to. to it's an infomercial, so they pay. They pay that affiliate. Exactly. To show it there. And then they were deciding where to put the Martin Short show. So it went from nighttime to the following, day. like it was kind of off the air for a couple of days, and then it went to daytime again. And right. it was bouncing around on that By the way, channel. I'm just going to go on the record. One of the greatest talk show guests of all time is Martin Short. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, he's Okay, so, so I guess yeah. I'm not controversial. No. All right. <laughs> so you're just going to agree with me. That's was, nice. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Did no, it's fine. Recently, when he was on, I think it was like Good Morning America. Uh huh. They asked him. Oh my God, that was awful. Yeah. Yeah. The woman was like, "Oh, how's your wife doing?" or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, she's fine." And then later on, he's like, "Hey, by the way, my wife's been dead for like four years." Oh. Uh, it was yeah. It was a really awful moment. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing Wayne down. Like, no, 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 no. It's interesting. Down. But uh, <laughs> he's all upset now. Look at uh, him. So I think Antonio just walked by. No. Uh, <laughs> was that Ann Curry? I, I don't know. No, I don't know. That would have been funny if that's that one of the reasons uh, that they're getting. She's rid a different of. network, though. Um, but uh, oh, she, did she did she bounce around? Did she get to? No, no, no. But the, you said Good Morning America, and wasn't Ann Curry on? It was. It was some morning show. It was a morning show. It might have I don't been watch. Show. I don't watch any of those morning shows at, at all. I so I don't really know. Have you ever? Um, you've written for Fallon, and yeah. then how'd you like writing monologue? Just was it something where you did you were you did you have to be there every day? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Um, it was a little. It was. First of all, it was a dream come true to work right. at. At that studio at 6B in Rockefeller Center. Like, that's to me one of the broadcast beacons in the history of American television. Absolutely. Starts with the Texaco Star Theater in July 1948. Burl takes over permanently in September 48. Then the Jack Parr show, Tonight Show, starts from there. Then Johnny Carson does 10 years of the, his first 10 years of the Tonight Show there. Then it becomes news, and then Fallon takes it over. I mean, it's just a remarkable studio. I'm a big Milton Berle fan. Like you found an archive, right, from the radio? The yeah, I did. But that had something to do with Ronald Reagan. That was a whole different oh, thing. It? Okay, I'm many. I'm like the. You are like. What am I? You're a, you're a Renaissance man. And by that, it means that I you urinate are, yeah, outside exactly. and don't <laughs> brush my teeth. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> And and have oh scurvy. God, I, didn't realize, I didn't realize I was a Renaissance <laughs> yeah. man as well. That's great. <laughs> the thing and yeah, I, have the col- reason- I have cholera and. Oh, you should have heard when, when we found out we're doing this inside. I was like, "This is great. This is gonna be awesome." Show. Well, I, I think this is gonna work out. I think the background sound of the improv oh, is gonna it. be okay. No, Just, I love it. I think it's. Oh, great. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm a huge. In fact, I'm writing an article right now about the uh, history of stand-up. Oh, great! The modern stand-up starting in. From 48 with the Ed Sullivan show, right through Louis C.K. selling his thing online. 
And the improv is a big part of it. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, kind of the first comedy club. Who, was, uh, who were you early influences like, did you, that you saw live? Like, I know that everyone watched Johnny Carson and, and right. those type of shows. But like, when you actually started going to the live shows, like, there was there something... Well, here's that, a weird, crazy thing. I saw Carson live. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Wait, like The Tonight Show? No, no. Or like I Vegas? saw him do an hour of stand-up in Florida. Wow. Remember I said I moved to Florida, a place called Plantation, Florida. Okay. Which is uh, as progressive as it sounds. And, uh, <laughs> but the, right next to the city next to us was this place called Sunrise. And then a place called the Sunrise Musical Theater. And he played there in um, 1977. I was like a freshman in college. Oh, wow. And uh, saw him do an hour stand-up. How was it? It was really funny. Really funny. At the end, for his encore, he did a... Uh, like a taped bit where he would pretend he would play this character of this kid show host who was hungover. And so he'd be like, hey, kids, how are you today? And I'd be like, we're good. And it would, you know, it would be super loud and right. echoey, and he would bang the table. It's like, shh, keep it down <laughs> like that. And he would try to get through the show. Uncle something. Or, um, yeah. Did you... Uh... So anyway, he would... So Carson was, you know, of the comedians I saw... Um. I don't know. I like I. I've been influenced all the way from like there was this guy Victor Borga. Oh, you, I know Victor Borga. You do? Yeah. Yeah, the piano guy. Yeah, because I play piano now in my act. So I've always like loved music and comedy. So I liked him. Obviously, the, those dudes, Klein, Carlin, mm-hmm. Pryor. You know, those were sort Mark of Mark Russell. Right. Those three guys were obviously you know, and then Seinfeld was influential. In a weird way, Janine Garofalo was influential in my career, and even Louis C.K. Like it continues. Like I still feel like I feel so. You get- feel like you can play it almost. We talked earlier that there was a bunch of thirteen-year-olds here right. a couple of weeks ago, and you feel like you could play to almost any crowd. Can you? Have you ever? You're not a super dirty comic. I've seen no, recently, I'm not and, dirty, and, and I don't know if you even swear on stage at all. And not, not too much. And uh, but I've, uh, um, you know, I was just curious if that, if, if like. The Late Show, the, the Evil Wayne Fetterman comes out. Not real. I mean, sometimes it's weird. When I was in New York doing Fallon, and I would do those clubs in New York, sometimes I would notice I would be dropping the F word more. And uh, The F word? Yeah. Finicky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, but I was just, you know, I would be saying fuck a lot more. It was just, just to kind of like sort of establish a certain authority or, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, as a rule, I try not to. I try to. What I try to do is bring people into the Fetterman world, as opposed <laughs> to find the common denominator we can all, you know. Right. So I hope that that's like the goal of mine to bring them into my world, which is not really a profane world. When you do a show, are you doing? Are you doing an hour? Or what are you doing when you're on the road? What Depends. I mean, I open for Jimmy Fallon on the okay. road, so that's how I got that gig in New York. And for him, I just do a half hour. And he comes out, and he brings me back, and we do some songs together, and oh, that's cool. maybe some thank you notes or something. I'll play the piano for him, uh, but I can do yeah, I can do like an hour. I don't, yeah, I mean I can't do much more than an well, hour. I know that sounds weird after doing comedy for uh, thirty years, but like I, I just get tired. It's also I yeah, mean I get tired, not physically tired. I just get tired of listening to myself. <laughs> I'm just like how can we? You, you know, get tired of listening to yourself. Yeah. But it's uh, right. You get the idea. Just no, I agree with. I'm agreeing with you. I'm gonna go back, tell another story about you working for Jiminy Glick. I'll sit back. Do it, John. It. No, I'm good, man. Uh, so, uh, 
Um, what do you, are you? How much are you on the road these days now? You, not that much. No? Not that much. I'm an in-town comic. Are you? I like to be here auditioning because I like to do film and television mm-hmm. and act. I studied acting in college, so I'm like I'm pretty good in that regard. And so um, you were in, you, Did you play the club owner in Funny People? Yes, yes, I did. Was that here? No, that's an insane thing. They recreated the Comedy and Magic Club at Sony Studios. Oh, really? It, which used to be the old MGM Studios for you film nerds listening. <laughs> Excuse me, film nerd out there listening. And then... Uh, <laughs> so they recreated the Comedy Magic Club. I don't know if you've been down there yeah, in yeah, Hermosa. The and it was the whole time I was there, it was like, you know, the Comedy Magic Club is 20 miles away, right? We could have just gone down there and filmed it. But I guess they wanted to have the shots for yeah, it. Yeah, you got to be so. able to get the equipment moving around and I don't know. everything else. I feel like it's always. I don't know. I'm just like, I'd rather see them shoot on location yeah, just because yeah. you get a certain feel of that. But um, I was so thrilled to be in that movie. So does that mean you're thrilled the- to be in that movie? It was a. I enjoyed the movie. Are you just saying? No, nah, I mean it's not my favorite of Judd's movies, but it was just like it was about stand up and right. comedy, and it was like the Judd. You know, I met him doing stand. I met Judd while I was doing stand up. I saw him speak recently in uh, Scotland. That was actually a couple years ago. I was doing a play out there, and uh, and he he was speaking at the um, yeah. The and I went. Uh, it was like a, a film festival was going concurrently, and so I ran over there to to check him out, and it was just. He's just a fascinating dude. He's just like... You Incredible know. dude. And so I've known him since he was a... Uh, I'm going to say sophomore at USC. Might have been a junior. Oh, wow. Like, that's how far we go back. Like, I used to host... Judd used... Well, I used to host this uh, uh, event sponsored by some Chicklets Gum, I think it was. Does All that right. still exist? I think so, I think right? so, yeah. 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 Um, and they would do... This is during the comedy boom of the late 80s, so... Uh, they would have comedy competitions at college campuses sponsored by Chicklets Gum. And Judd was in the one at USC. Oh, really? And I was hosting. Yeah. Oh, wow. And won it. And won it. Doing stand-up. Yeah. And then wow. he booked me at... Actually, he had booked me at USC even before that. So we knew he had a sympathetic MC. So, yeah. So I was going to say... So you- he was booking comedians at USC. So I did a show with my Kevin Neal and myself. And one other dude, I can't remember his name. Oh, Rourke. I want to say John Rourke, maybe. Wow. So I, I was just going to ask if you got into the Apatow thing just by being an actor, but it predates No, 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 no. Judd and I used to hang out. I helped him write comedy bits. Oh, that's great. He helped me with my... It was like, we've been like kind of buddies. Well, that's great. I, love I mean, that's super... I wouldn't say super close. It's not like I go yeah, over but- there and... But he, yeah. You're, you got a comfort level. and you, Oh, yeah, you, definitely, definitely. He, uh, he obviously knows. It was so nice of him to put me, oh, believe well, he, me, I'm sure ridiculous. he's sitting around going, you know, I'm sure there's a moment where he goes, oh, yeah, this will be great for Fetterman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you'll be able to do something with this, you know? Yeah. That kind of, so yeah, that's because he doesn't know my name, Wayne. He doesn't know <laughs> Wayne. Like, no, for of course. That guy, Fetterman. <laughs> that guy, Fetterman. Did you, uh, so you must know Rich Hall, then. Oh, yeah. You know, Rich Hall married my ex-wife and I. He was our officiant. For our uh, wedding. Okay, I don't think that's the right way to say that. <laughs> I, I, married my I, ex-wife. Him that. I, I got that too. I was like, Rich Hall married your ex-wife? <laughs> and I. And then I changed. And, uh, I said I was our officiant at the wedding. wedding. Uh, try it again. Try I it blame, again. I blame, try this. Try one Rich, more time. Rich Hall was the. Wait, let's, let me do it again. You know, I know Rich Hall. Oh, really? Uh, Rich Hall, uh, he actually was the officiant at our wedding. Uh, my ex-wife and I uh, were. Well, he conducted. You married your ex-wife. <laughs> yeah. This is what it sounds like. I wish he would have married my ex-wife. Who could have really <laughs> taken a bullet for me? That would have been great. 
But, wow, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Did he do Sniglets? Yeah, he was up there doing Sniglets. <laughs> no, this is this I is exactly know that this is exactly what he did. He got up there and he goes, "I said, just marry us, and you can do whatever you want afterwards." He gets up there and he goes, "I suppose I could, uh, I could describe my relationship with John Novotny a lot of different ways, but I'm going to do it by reading a review of a show we did together. <laughs> a comedian of great uh, insight, hilarious man, a funny guy." Rich Hall is a funny man. <laughs> also appearing John about it. <laughs> and so Great. then I got up there and I went, oh, a lot of people came from very far away. Some people came all the way from France. That was really nice of them. Some people came from England. And, of course, the person that came the farthest was Rich Hall, all the way from 1980s pop culture obscurity. Right. Of course, he told you I used to open up for him. That's absolutely true. But I was always comforted by the fact that Jimi Hendrix used to open up for the monkeys. <laughs> Turned into a bit of a roast. But... Um, I digress. More stories about me, Wayne? No, um, I like him. I like him. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I know, yes, I know Rich Hall. Well, because I know him and Apatow were close. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So did you, was that when you were out here in L.A.? Is this an L.A.? I met thing? Judd out here wow. when I moved out. And that was? Like, I first came out like a, I, to test the waters in 86, and, and then moved out in 88. And you came out as a comic? Came out as a comic. Well, that sounds like I'm gay. Well, you <laughs> came out... <laughs> You came out as a comic. <laughs> sounds like, um, yeah. It's like I'm not Todd Glass. I'm oh, Wayne Vetterman. It's a whole different thing. Uh, yeah, the, man, if we could break that story on this podcast. Right, that way, would be uh, fantastic. The way, um, yes. Yeah, I primarily, yeah, because I had never done a commercial at that point and never really, yeah. So what was that like when you got your first, like, acting gig? Was it all of a sudden, like, you're, you know, like, it must have been, because you, you seem very comfortable doing it. You, uh, you've always Thanks. seemed like one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've just, I've, I, it's, even you asking that question, I just get like, uh, yeah, I just feel like I'm a lo- one of the lucky guys to like oh, wow. manage to get a career. Do you get nervous anymore about like all, all that? Because it just seems like it. it sometimes just seems like you got some this level like I know, I know. thing going on. I know, I know. Uh, a little bit sometimes. Sometimes I I I, I st- struggle with stage fright like my whole really? life. Yeah, yeah. Still, oh. still mm-hmm. you do a little bit. It, it kind of it's interesting because I've been really like thinking about it, and it seems. Almost ridiculous. Like, what am, when is it going to end? What am I going to be sixty doing it? Like, oh, I'm nervous. Like, it's stupid. <laughs> but it, I think it has to do with like, if there's somebody in the audience that I know is there, as opposed to just an audience, like that might just that information in my head kind of changes me a little bit. And then if it's like, oh, the guys from Conan are here to see me or something like that, like it still oh, affects it's me. Just the callback podcast, whatever. Right. I know I'm super nervous now, but um, no, but I do. It's it's weird. Yeah, and it's not. So I'm still working on that. Do you, you think you're a comics comic? Like, I don't you know, even like, know what that means. Well, that, you know, we're like, uh, like thirty if, people like, like me. No, like comics run into the room <laughs> to watch you because I know that when we saw you at. Uh, what was it? Um, the Hot uh, House. Hot House. Yeah. Uh, you, you just stopped your show. You saw there was a piano on the side. <laughs> right, right. And you just turned it into something else. Right. And you were fucking around, and it was hilarious. And, and it seems like, oh, wow, this is one of, this is one of these guys that you've got to kind of always be you know, in the room watching. You know? Right. Um, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say I'm the kind. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes I go in and out. I like, sometimes I'm like, like there's a sort of like some heat around what I'm doing, and other times it's like, why is this guy still hanging around? So there's a little both. What's your writing process like? Are you you force yourself to write? Is it just come? Like- I'll tell you one thing. I always have. Look at this right here. Boom! Look at that. Boom! You know, uh, you got a always. pen here without a cap. I know I did. That, that came up. Yeah, I, you know that's the. By the way, there's a little secret. That's the way you get your pen back. If you ever lent it to somebody, and right. they go, "Hey, can I can I write with that?" You hold on to the cap, give them the pen. They're not going to put it in their pocket. They give you back the pen. 
Interesting. Well, luckily I can afford a pen. John, you just saved 10 cents. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Um, uh, I get residuals for movies, no, so I'm not really thinking about that right now. No, but now. sometimes you have a nice pen, you know? Like no, I use the flare. The flare is my pen. Are you familiar with it? The flare? I am not. I mean, That's my pen. Just May I see? Yeah, you want to try it out? Is it uh, thin? You go thin with the micro no, ball? No, no, no. It's, uh, try it out. Try, try look it out. at that. Edgar, just, just give it a whirl. Give Come it a on. Run. Write some. I know this is for the people. Write something hilarious. You don't have to just try no, it you out. Just try it out. Go ahead. What do you think? Huh? Capsule review. This is. Edgar, uh, why did you just draw a cock and balls? <laughs> that wasn't. That's the worst part about it. Was, it's it my was, cock and balls. You drew. <laughs> How did he on here? know about? So I always have a. This is part of my writing process. I always have piece of paper. a piece of paper and a. Uh, a pen with me at all times, just so if anything strikes me in a movie, anytime, I can't, sometimes you can't take out a phone and write it down, because I do have a note-taking jobber in here, and uh, and that's what I do, and then I compile it, yeah, compile it, put it in there, and then work on some bits that, that way. That's how I write stand-up. Have you, um, have you, like, wh- how often are you, rec- like, regenerating your act? Always, like, you- always. It's a kind, it's like a... What, what, what about like when you're writing for Fowl and, and you have to write new jokes? Like it's not an option at that point. Well, those jokes are easy. In a sense, they're easier because they're like time stamped. They're like, oh, Hillary, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton went to Ireland. It's going to be about Irish drinking. Da, 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 you know, Hillary. You know. So right. it's, it's, is it like a formula at that point? Like it's you, a little bit. It's a little more of. It's a little more of that. And uh, but when I was doing the monologue, a lot of my I would write some jokes, but mainly I was compiling other jokes, putting it in Jimmy's voice, and then he would pick from that list, and then we'd do a little run-through of it, and then we'd narrow it down. I'd make sure they were on the cue cards. If they don't go that day, are they dead, or do you bring them back? For the most part, I mean, once in a while you get a joke that moves over, but... He didn't like to like read the same joke that he had read the day before, oh, so you. he would be like, ah, this doesn't seem that fresh. I'm like, yeah, that was from yesterday. <laughs> now, so. do you think that that made you more creative in your own act at the time? Were you creating more stuff because you were being um, creative, or was it just you were being spent doing this shit? I mean, That's a good question. I think it was both. That's right. It was a good question. That was a good question. Oh. That was a good question. That's the first one. That was good. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I'm so harsh. Wow. So harsh as a... Uh, both. Yep. Both is the answer. Because I was, I don't like getting up in the morning. Right. I, and I had to get up, and I had to set this alarm with the thing on the iPhone, pick, pointing to my iPhone. And I would get up, and I was like, what? Like, after a few weeks, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this feeling. This is like school. <laughs> like, I really haven't had that feeling since school. Like, if you get up to do a shoot, or you're in a movie, or it's just like, it's exciting. But if you're get every, every day, day. you have to get up to an alarm. It, so it's a it, so I was tired when I was doing that job, and also I wa- it did help me learn how to write and edit jokes, hundred percent. What, what about uh, would you do shows at night? You know, after the- I would, but I I couldn't I couldn't like be doing like an eleven o'clock show or something. Right, that I get up. So it was it did crimp my style a little bit. Did you do desk piece at all, at all, or just the monologue? Mainly my I mean I'd write thank you notes. Oh, you that's know cool. that was that kind of stuff and. Uh, I would pitch in once the Muppets were on, and I wrote this great run for them. Oh, really? For uh, Stadler and... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wrote a great... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I can write insult humor really easily for some reason. <laughs> like, 
like not like super roasty insult humor where it's but like just like subtle this show sucks kind of and yeah. you've uh, you've written for uh, award shows as well yeah I used to write the Writers Guild of America award show oh, cool. and then I wrote a show out here called the Key Art Awards have you ever heard of it no okay let me no. tell you what this is this is an award show given to the people who create ad campaigns, posters, television commercials, trailers for movies. Oh, wow. The people who promote movies, which is a multi-billion dollar, multi-multi-million dollar industry. Would they have one of those that was like, gives the most information away award? Uh, <laughs> like, or the, the trailer that has nothing absolutely what to do with right. the, who confuses the most... People award. Yeah, but it's there's something called standees. Do you know what a standee is? That's when you go into the uh, movie theater and there's that big cardboard All right. thing with ah. like, oh my god, the Smurfs are coming out. Yeah, they give an award for those guys. The guys who do an award, they give an award for web, like creative websites. You know, oh, like interactive. Yes, like, um, uh, that, oh, they, uh, Inception got you know, So they all these categories. So we had a big award ceremony at the Kodak Theater. I mean, it's a big. A lot of money in marketing movies. If Was you think how much, think of the budget they spend on marketing a movie. It's a lot. Do they televise it or put it anywhere on the web? Or no, I think those people kind of like being. But we give awards to those announcer. Like I met that in a world guy. In a world. Yeah, Don LaFontaine. I met him and all. The, did, you know, did, uh, not to be the depressing guy again, but didn't he just pass away recently? Don LaFontaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. He did. You don't. You don't. You're not the depressing guy. You're just factual. I mean, you're just factual. This is great because normally you're looking stuff up on the computer. You don't have to. No, you're jump right in. Jump you. in with sad facts. Today. Jump in. <laughs> Joe Corneo used to be the statistician for uh, the Cubs before he passed away, and and they used to always go to him during the Cubs right. broadcast. You know, oh, that's stat brought to you by Joe Corneo. You're like our own little Joe Corneo over here. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, and then I wrote the. Uh, for Seth Rogen for the Independent Spirit Awards last year. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah. yeah I wrote for that show as well. So, how was how was that? Was that fun? That must have been a blast, right? It's great. Look at my face. Yeah, <laughs> you look, describe it. Yeah. You look <laughs> like you, it's gleeful. It was gleeful. I couldn't believe it. It was uh, it was it was great. It was really. Have really you ever hosted fun. an award show? Uh, that's a good question. Have I ever hosted? I presented, but I've never hosted. What did you I'm present? Present. On, at the Key Art Awards, somebody, one of the actresses, no, no, at the Writers Guild Awards, one of the actresses didn't show up, so I read her speech as her, even though it was me, and it was, she's a black girl mm-hmm. from Scrubs <laughs> or something, it was stupid, That's but uh, yeah, so I did that. Uh, I think I'd be good at that, I think I, you could see I me presenting be, I think you'd be something. A great host. Absolutely. I think very you got casual. That. Yeah, you're just... Off the cuff, off the cuff, ready, easy going. Can't do much worse than James Franco did. I mean, come on. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. Once that's happened, you Jeez. know, once that's out there, you and you and Bruce Valanche, I, I bet would go uh, great. Actually, not, but that's all right. <laughs> we just saw Bruce Valanche in something. What was it? Some live show? Um, it was at the, at the UCB. Uh, yeah, UCB. He was doing something over there. Um, so you you've. Uh, you, you, you're a man of many talents. Let's see, you've right? Done. So I do the acting. You got the acting. You got the stand-up. Stand-up. I, I have to music. ask you about sure. about the sandwich commercial. Uh, oh, the sandwich. Yeah, where, where you play the sandwich. I think it was orange juice or something. It's for Florida orange juice. 
I was the voice of a talking sandwich. Oh, I remember that. So the guy would open the refrigerator and be like, hey, what are you doing? Like, and the eyes were the olives. Yes, right? that okay. was my voice. That was my voice. <laughs> so, I love those. <laughs> so wait, so here I audition for the commercial. I get it, which is huge campaign. It's a pastrami sandwich all during, <laughs> all the time. All the time we're doing it. Pastrami sandwich. We get to shoot it. Change to ham and cheese. Oh my god! They literally dejewed the <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> when I got to the shoot, <laughs> wait, were, were you actually on set, or were you like in a? Yeah, no, no, no. Place? They we did, uh, They flew me down to Florida. Oh, really? That yeah. wasn't done like after. No, I don't know why. <laughs> no, we did it, and the guy. There was a mechanical guy, not a mechanical guy, a guy working <laughs> the mechanics of. <laughs> We're getting mechanics of the sandwich. Hey, do you do a lot of voiceovers too, or I do. I did. I mean, not in the last couple years, but you yeah, tons of them. Tons of animation. Some animation. I don't want to say wild thornberries. Are you familiar with that? Oh well, uh, I, yeah. I, uh, no. no. Yes, no. I, I've seen it. Um, what is it? And I, it's like a family that lives in the yeah. jungle or something. And then I was. The, I did a lot of uh, stuff for uh, Nickelodeon. Oh really? And the Cartoon Network. Oh, so I've, yeah, yeah. So I've done a lot of. You can listen to my voice right now. I know. Just I'm, listen to it. <laughs> Quiet, right now. My voice. You could see that. I could. I could People I'm, could hire me for he that. Could be a frog. He something. Could be a yes. Exactly. He could be a prince. There's something about my voice that's very unique. It's it's soothing. It's soothing, but charactery. Yeah. I'm so. sold. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Ready. ready. Yeah. I think we. I think we found our new host. <laughs> I'm going to step down. Let uh, let Wayne take over. What uh, have you ever wanted? You can do your own podcast. Or you can do. A, have you ever done radio? You've got kind of that. I've done. I mean, I've never done a radio. Well, I mean, I've been interviewed, in the, uh, interviewed yeah. many times. Uh, the morning radio for when you do stand up. Yeah, I again. I don't. I don't. I just don't know if I have the discipline to like <laughs> every day wake up. Again, it's about the waking up. <laughs> if you never had to wake up, if I, I'd be good. I'd be maybe do a late night thing. Uh, no, I. Our pod, I mean, how often do you do? This is number 11, and so you've been 11. doing We're it for a year and a half now, For a right? year and a half. Yeah, we put one out every, uh, yeah, every three months we put one out. Um, no, we, uh, we try and put one up every up? week. We, uh, we missed a week because, I don't know, there was some sort of technical, why did we, why did we not post that one week? Did, I, I think that we... There was a miscommunication between our webmaster and Aaron. And uh, and now we're uh, we're, we we're off a week. We, we owe the, to, we owe our public an extra po- podcast. Laziness. All right, it was laziness. Plus, I plus guess. we did one that was just so god awful we couldn't release it. Really? Oh yeah. It was, it was just we, the were, three of we us. were never going to talk about that, but yeah, it was pretty bad. It was us three, and we did it. Uh, we're all tired, and um, I wanted to catch up with the guys. It just because so happened to be the one that I did the most talking yeah. to. It happens to be the the one that that we. Ate. All thought, oh, that needs to go in the toilet. That that can't go. Well, well it wasn't because of you. You actually were carrying the carrying the rest of us because it was just kind of no energy. Right. But I was really impressed. So uh, he, he did leave like ten minutes. Well, that's right. You did leave before we were oh, actually okay, done. Okay, okay. I did leave during the podcast. So uh, it was of just it. one of those things, Wayne. You're oh. trying to do something, and my whole thing was we need to keep releasing every week, no matter what. Even if it's shit, we just got to release it because that's how we become. You know, eventually, you know, people are going to catch on and everything else. But so we missed a week, but uh, but we'll make it up. No, it was just instead of a week, it was a week and a half, and it'll be a week and a half from that one until. Yeah, so we're okay. I have to say, even talking about how bad the Scott 
podcast was <laughs> is awful. <laughs> is terrible. So I'm getting a sense. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I was. I was really. Uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question about you. Sure, absolutely. And stand up. Go ahead. You used to do stand up. Yeah, you yeah. still do it. I. Um, you know, I'm going to be doing a show here at the Improv. I um, love it. So, I'll, you know, I'll, I don't know if you know who Bill Devlin is. No. Comedy and cocktails guy. He does his show here. I'll talk to him about. Maybe we could we'll work something out. We could maybe get you to headline the show. I would love it. I would love that. And, but um, you, where you're from, Chicago. I'm from Chicago, it was a house MC at the Funny from Comedy Nightclub. Do you remember uh-huh. that place? Yes. Yeah. Did I you, never played there. Never no, played I played Zanies. I never played Zanies. Those are the two I played in Chicago. Bert, uh, uh, Bert Haas. What was his name? Bert Haas. Something like yes, that. Yes, yeah. Bert Haas. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> I got selected for. Um, uh, I was really young when I was doing stand up, and I got selected for. To be like one of ten guys to be on Comedy Central when they did the short attention span theater that kind yeah. of stuff, and and uh, and also I, I kind of used that to get into this comedy competition for Aspen at Zanies. Not unlike and, Judd Apatow exactly. using the. And so I got yeah. in the, and uh, I got an audition there, and there was like two hundred comics. I made the finals for the night. Jeez. I'm thinking this is it. I'm going. This is it. This is my big break. And uh, I remember Bert was one of the hosts or, or the guys, or the uh, judges, and he got up and walked out of my set in the middle of like I just started. And as he walks by the front, I remember turning to him and going, "Hey, where the fuck do you have to go right now, Bert? You got somewhere to go? You got?" And he was walking out the door because there was a door right up in front. Yeah, like you know, it's a bad sign when one of the judges walks out in the middle, and and everyone looks at me like all the comics are like, "What are you doing?" You know, and I'm like, "I don't give a shit. I don't work this club anyway." And it was like I just I, I just knew at that moment I was tanking and I couldn't stop myself. I just couldn't stop it, and I was like, "Oh fuck this." You I was like, so, but that's my bird hot story. Him and I never really oh, got along. It's terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Sometimes that happens where you just can't stop. Still and open. Next thing you yeah, know, the like, girl's pregnant. Yeah, the girl's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Is any, have you been back to Chicago lately? Uh, not only to do the improv. I did it with Jimmy a couple years ago. That's the last time. And that was the one in the suburbs, right? The new yes. One? Like, yeah, yeah. Schaumburg? Schaumburg. That's right. Is that a place? Yes. Schaumburg. Schaumburg. I've no, been to Schaumburg. What's you that? have? I've been to Schaumburg. Yeah, it's what they have. The, they used to have the largest mall there, Woodfield. Mall. You know where I ate in Schaumburg? I know this. We're getting crazy. Hooters? Mm-hmm. No, the Weber. <laughs> What's the? Oh, the Weber Grill place. Yeah, I love <laughs> Weber Grill. Is, is it everything cooked on a grill? Everything's cooked on a Weber Grill. <laughs> it is. Yeah. First of all, Weber's my favorite grill uh, for a couple of reasons. Sure. <laughs> One, they've been around. Just say, I, I, I like their logo, and also. They were their corporate headquarters was where this is a Chicago question. It was I I will tell you right now. Go ahead. Palatine, Illinois. Oh, was it? Yeah. Or Palatine. Is it Palatine? Palatine. Palatine. There's no N in there, Palatine. right? Palatine, nope. Palatine, Illinois. And I would always look at it like, oh Palatine it would say it right on that little circle thing. And that was why it was your favorite? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a cool place. No, actually I dated a girl from Palatine. Did you really? A girl, the first girl I was ever in love with. If we were oh. alone, let's get into it. Let's do it. So yeah. it was last year? This was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You held yeah. on. I, yeah, and I'm looking Confirmed forward... bachelor. Yeah, I'm looking forward to her to uh, graduating high school. So it'll be good. <laughs> no, she... Uh, was she it like was a Sadie in a couple of, she In a couple you. of years. Yeah. First, she's got to get out of middle school. She's... Uh, <laughs> No, she was from Palatine, and then she was like, oh, Weber. So I have a very fun, and then I saw they have restaurants, but I've only seen them in Chicago. Yeah, there was one downtown. There was a Weber. I was going to say it's the only place I've ever seen one. Right. So you had a, a Weber grill experience. Um, are you a foodie? Is this uh No, I'm the opposite. I'm a fast 
foodie. Is there such a thing as a fast I guess foodie? A fast foodie. Like I live. Uh, coin that term. That's I like. Is that a new thing? I'm a fast foodie. Um, that's a sniglet right there. I've uh, <laughs> yeah. I've kind of lived on fast food my whole adult life. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. I love it. We had uh, Chick Fil A earlier today. Yeah, I saw that. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's Genius. good stuff. My um, my girlfriend's from uh, Atlanta or the Atlanta area, and so she insisted that we try Chick Fil A, even though we don't agree with their politics. They make your, good, the her politics. No, the Chick Fil A's politics. Yeah, I can't be worried about. It. I mean, yeah. they know there's some with Carl's Jr. Like, I can't be worried about. But you know what? It's like it, I just wish they weren't so vocal about it. You know, it's like I just you know keep it under your you know, whatever you do. You know, make a good sandwich, and be done with it. You know, it's like the guys that uh, own the Cubs now. You find out that they're you know trying to get rid of uh, Obama by doing all these anti-Obama attack ads that are like all ridiculous and and false. And you just hate when you see those those situations. Where you're like, God damn it! You know, now you. Yeah, now you're not you're not going to get a stadium. You ruined that great baseball organization <laughs> that hasn't won since 1908. Everyone could have a bad century. <laughs> Do you notice I'm wearing my uh, my minor league baseball or not my minor league my semi pro baseball hat here? Was, we we talked about that at the party I saw you at. Um, oh yes, yeah. I played uh, I played on a team years ago, and you uh, you never you played baseball at all. I noticed you got a no jersey. no no no. You got what? You got a jersey on. Is that? I thought that was like your team. This or is something. a slim. This is a. What's that? M and M's company. Oh, is it really? <laughs> the rapper's company. Oh no, I'm an asshole. Nothing what? to do with baseball. Is it really? A what is wrong shady? with you? I didn't know that. How am I supposed to know that? Did you know it that? Says, it's slim shady. It no, says shady. It says shady limited. Did you know that? Yes. You did. Did you I know? Did it? Figure it out actually. Oh, you figured it uh, out. That was the first thing I noticed. I was like, wow, he's very white to be wearing that shirt. Oh, you got the eight on the back. I thought it was your number. It's eight mile, obviously. Like. I don't know if that is. I'm not uh, sure what. Yeah. You think it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know that. All right. Uh, well, I didn't know it was shady. I thought this was like, oh. I know it's Detroit. It looks, it's not Chicago. It looks, like, it looks I, like it's sponsored by like a pizza company named Shady. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Brittany Murphy, who is in 8 Mile, also dead. Right? <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Edgar. This is my favorite podcast. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that was very funny. Yes, I hope. Um, so, uh, where were we in your life? Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about all the different ventures you got going. What do you got coming up in the future? You got, in, uh, you got, uh, you hitting. The this road? is what I have. I have. I'm doing this gig this weekend in yeah. Oregon or Washington State. It's right on the border um, with Jordan Brady, who put me in this movie called I Am Comic, uh, which was a documentary about stand-up comedy. Which you saw I, and you I, claimed I you liked. I loved it, yeah. So anyway, he wants to do something else about road gigs. So we found one of the worst road gigs in the country. Oh, wow. This place called Jack Diddley's. That's the name of it. Jack Diddley's. And there's a lawsuit because somebody got kicked out of their bar and is in a coma because <laughs> the bouncer was too tough for them. Oh, it's in a shit. comedy club. Comedy club. Right. He's now in a coma. <laughs> wow. So, um... And we were, you know, because they used piano in my act, and we talked to, like, a local music store to maybe rent a piano for that night or a keyboard, and they're like, we don't even go to that section of town. <laughs> where the music store is? No, we're oh, Jack, Diddy. Jack Diddy. Oh, yeah. wow. So that's where I'm going Holy this weekend. Shit. Jordan Brady will be there with the cameras. Are you the only to... comic on the show? Well, and, no, there's a couple local guys doing some stuff. Oh, wow. So I'm headlining. Are you nervous at all? No, no. It's I've been like... to Iraq. I've oh, that's I was going to ask you about that. How was it? Well, you right? didn't. You missed well, the choice. Hold on. I was going to no, get to no it. stories I was going to tell a couple more stories I'm about sorry, me. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that's ridiculous. So you went to, you, let's get to that. You went there, to Iraq. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Business uh, or pleasure? <laughs> right. 
Don't give us a dead count. Right, right, Iraq, right, right, right. Um, so you you were uh, entertaining just Iraqi soldiers because I feel like they don't get enough entertainment. They don't. They um, insur- just insurgents. Uh, just entertaining <laughs> the insurgents. <laughs> did you did you um, did you perform from front of the, everybody or did you go to these small areas? Went to like- the small, flew in, did the Black Hawk helicopters. Really? Yeah. And uh, Are you nervous at all? I mean, you're, you're no. so blase about everything. You know? I'm not. I just knew that I wouldn't. I just had a hunch I wasn't going to get killed there. I mean, it was exciting. Yeah, C-130 yeah. transport planes. You know what they are? Yeah, I, I can imagine the big ones. Yeah. Uh, yes, they're big ones. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. They're bigger than the 120s. I am. Uh, so I was, thr- again, thrilled to be able to do it. I mean, it was part of the last, you know, combat operations right. ended a couple years ago now or so I was part of the last group the last group of comedians to do combat operations did uh did you like you get to know the guys get to talk to yeah, them yeah it's they're young they're young kids and I love them I love them to death I go over there in any time any time how much time uh, did you have to do maybe 45 seconds which is a quick hello and then I got <laughs> out of there the fuck out no of as long as they wanted me to I didn't like there were three comedians. We did like 20 minutes each. It was did you an hour piano? show. Did you get a piano? No, no. I just did straight old, old-fashioned standy-up. Wow, that's great. But it was, I was at, uh, when we were in, uh, God, where was that air station? That was the hottest I've ever, it was 134 degrees. Jesus. What's huh. that feel? Is it humid? Is it? No, it was, it's one of those, I don't want to say, right. yeah, it's <laughs> that thing, but it was 134 and it was, I was like, all right. And they were like, this, it's been hotter than this. What's it like? I mean, you can't even step outside, right? I mean, you can't. No, you were. We were skin. Hey, it's was just, no, we're, it's just like, it's oppressive is the word I would use. Wow. It's kind of, yeah. And these guys have all this equipment on. They're running around. Wow. Insane. And at night, they would wear like these reflective, it kind of looked like a, a sash, like right. a belt, and then across there. So my opening joke was like, well, I didn't know... Uh, we needed this many paper boys over here <laughs> and crossing guards. So it was that was my opening joke for those guys. But I loved it. I yeah. That was there was no you know, the pilots. There just everyone was young kids doing it. It was pretty impressive. I um I performed at the uh, Great Lakes Naval Academy right right after That's 9/11. close to being in It wasn't in combat. It wasn't in Iraq, but no, I my hats hats off to you. I didn't I didn't go to Iraq. Oh, um incredible. And that's it that's a that's a tough So thing anyway, to back to Jack Diddley's. Jack Diddley. no, I'm not no, I'm not scared about this weekend. So I'm doing that. that I'm going no. to Israel later in the year in December to Are do you? some stand up. There's a gig there. And then I uh, and I don't know, I'm on this new web series. Oh, what's that? It's called Some Assembly Required. Some Assembly Required. It's Add about, to the internet. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, with Ileana Douglas. How do we find it on the web? I think it's on my damn channel, but it's also on YouTube. and okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's we'll uh, a we'll website in up. its fourth season, and it's, oh, really? uh, yeah. It was what, pretty. Were you on the previous seasons, or is this? No, or? this is the only season. But I'm like a recurring character. Oh, really? That's Not good. just a veteran and out on this one. Are you? Uh, do you, are you helping write? Or are you just kind of? No, I. Uh, it takes place in IKEA. It's one of these things. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I play an IKEA guy who's just gone from the Carson store to the Burbank store. Oh wow! And I'm the new manager there. Very excited because it's very show businessy there. 
Is it a what? What's the whole point of the? Is it a? It, I don't know if you know the actress Ileana Douglas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's her show. She plays herself as Ileana Douglas in a uh, in IKEA. So she works there. I have and actually heard. Yeah, it's about really this. funny. Yeah. It's very it's very quirky and very. It's almost like a foreign film. I don't mean that you need subtitles to understand it. I mean, like it's very. Uh, what's the word for it? Stylized right, right. and it's just beautiful, and so she plays herself, and you know Jeff well, Goldblum is in it, oh, wow. and Fred Willard is in it, and uh, that's kind of the way it's great. things are going um, these days. As far yeah. as like, are you, sure, are you sure it's not called Easy to Assemble? Maybe that. What did I say? Some assembly required. Okay, it's called Easy to Assemble. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Joe Corneo over there, ladies and gentlemen. You're um, exactly right. <laughs> yes, and, it's called uh, Easy to Assemble. Find it? Where can you find it? I thought it was called... So- wow. Uh, on IMDb. No, the, yeah. I meant where can you find the show. Oh, I, I haven't gone that far yet. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. So it's called Easy to Assemble. So I'm a regular on Easy to Assemble. Now, did you know her before this? No, was she at... I have done... This is... I know... This is... I used to do a Christmas show... At Largo, called Fetterman's Very Fetterman Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, Fetterman Christmas. So she went to one of those and met her there. Then last year I did the Wayne Fetterman International Film Festival. <laughs> what, was, you, what was that? Wayne, the, All your films? No. Oh. Just the opposite. I pick six comedians. They pick their favorite film. They can't be in it. That's the only thing. Then I introduce them. We banter. We talk about the film for a second. We screen the film. At Cine Family, then afterwards we do a Q and A and talk about the film. Oh, wow. So we had Gary Shanling, Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, Who were the films? Kevin Pollack, Margaret Cho. Uh, Gary Shanling did a movie called. Uh, come on, Wayne. Why am I blanking on this? The King of Comedy. Oh, do you yeah, know? Do you yeah. know the Robert, Robert De, Niro? De Niro movie? Yeah, yeah it's I a love Mar- that movie. Martin Scorsese movie. It's my pride, and my joy. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, and how that movie informed uh, the Larry Sanders show. So, that was like the big thing. Paul F. Tompkins picked a movie called Topsy Turvy. Oh, the, uh, the Mike uh, Lee movie? Mike Lee movie about yeah. the Gilbert and Sullivan. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's just, it's a way to kind of learn about a comedian in a different kind of venue and see a movie. Margaret Cho, a movie called Darling, a movie I've never heard of. 1965, John Schlesinger. Uh, movie uh, with uh, Julie Christie. Oh, wow. So that one, Kevin Pollack did The In-Laws. Andy Kindler did uh, Modern Romance. I love Andy Kindler. So it was really, it's just a great festival that uh, we did. Because I'm also a bit of a film I love buff. that Andy Kindler did Modern Romance. Okay, That's let's perfect. end this podcast with this. Sure. One of my skills is I can, I, I don't have it 100%, but since 1939, I think I can remember... Every best picture and what year it came out. Oh, really? Out. Okay. Uh, Hold on, Edgar. Pull one up. Pull one up. Pull up. Pull While you're up. doing that, I'll ask you a couple of questions. You, were, you recently did the... Because uh, we got to wrap this up, Yeah, right? we do have to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that something I'm in the, charge uh, of it. You did the Doug Benson thing at the... Yes, yeah, how Battleship. Was that? Uh, it, I couldn't admire Benson more. Benson and I used to met at a club called Igby's. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. San Francisco. No. Right. Well, By San Francisco, that's a... Cobbs. I was thinking of Cobbs. No, yeah, yeah, no. It was in West L.A. All right. Um, around for only maybe eight years. Bill Hicks used to work there right. all the time. That was like his club after he stopped working he at the store. He gave me my first gig ever. My first Oh, my gig. God. Yeah, Bill Hicks? Bill really well. Yeah. What's he doing now? 
Oh, oh, Edgar, <laughs> Edgar. <laughs> for the uh, for the uninitiated, uh, Bill Hicks has passed away as well. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, that's okay. too bad. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, wow. So anyway, I met Benson back in the Igby's days. Back then, in the, so this early '90s, maybe '89, like a year after I moved out of here, and I just totally admire him not only for his finding his own comedic like kind of voice and angle, but like how hard a worker he is for a stoner, for a guy who's a complete pothead. Oh, he's, he's way more productive than I could have ever. Without be. a doubt, it's shocking to me. Without it's shocking a doubt. to me. I've got a I've got a great. Doug Benson's story, and it's going to kind of wrap everything up before we give you the quiz at the end. Yeah. Um, we were talking earlier about, uh, bef- prior to the podcast, that you're a, a coaster enthusiast. Roller coaster. Roller coaster enthusiast. Yeah, not the coasters where you put the drinks on. No, no, no. <laughs> you really prefer the round or, ones or, or, the, the, or the band. Or the band, the coasters. <laughs> or the coasters. But um, Doug and I... The drifters. Doug and I, we went to, uh, and our buddy Blake, we went to uh, Great America in uh, uh, outside of Chicago. And so we go there, and there's this Batman exhibition. And they need a volunteer from the audience. And it's, like a, it's done like a little movie set, you know, where it's obvious, uh. like, there's fake doors and everything. And, there's, and so Doug's like, pick me, pick me. No one else is raising their hand. They're like, all right, we'll take Doug. And so he comes down, like, all right, this is what we're going to do. The, you're going to get taken by the, the Joker, and you're going to be put into this, uh, you're gonna be put into this um, uh, electric chair, and they're going to, at some point, turn the switch, but it's just going to be for a second because Batman's going to save you. So you're going to turn the switch, so you have to like, act like you're getting electrocuted. Go ahead. And he goes, ow. And like, no, no, come on, Doug. Like, you know, act like you're going like, to really getting electrocuted. And he's like, oh, ow, it hurts, really, ow. And they're like, all right, well, when we do it, come on, just try and do it a little bit better. So they get ready for the show. Everyone, all the actors take their place. Doug's where he's supposed to be. He's going to be walking. He's just a bystander. So all of a sudden, the show starts. You know, I told you the story, right? So, so all of a sudden, the, roller, the uh, Batmobile comes in. There's a big fight. They steal, they steal Doug, and they take him to this lair, and they got him hooked up to this, this, electric, this fake electric chair, and the guy pulls the switch on it, and Doug's just going, Oh, my God! It hurts so much! I can, my flesh is bubbling! I can't believe I've never felt pain like this before in my entire life! It hurts so much! It hurts so much! It hurts so much! Oh, please stop! I'm serious! Stop this, please! And at some point, all the actors stop. They no longer, they froze. Nobody's running. Everyone's like, is that guy Okay, he's like, please, you're hurting me. My skin is just burning. Great, <laughs> shut it down. Anyway, so that's why Doug Benson's story it was hilarious. Um, All right, so Aaron, you want to pick a year and then we'll test him, or do you want to? You can either do a movie, I'll tell you the year, or a year, and I'll tell you the movie. From, I don't think I can do before 1939. It's my only. I got thing. a year in, in my head. Okay, 1971. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> that is easy. That is uh, the French Connection. Hang Look on. it up. I'm doing a lot of scrolling. Do some sc- It was the French Connection. Um, oh. Directed by um, um, the guy who, William um, Freakin. William Freakin. Thank you. Thank you, John. Um, uh, how about uh, the year I was born, 1968? I think a great one. Great one. That is the yeah easy one. That is the movie Oliver, directed by um, Wow Carol Reed. Wow. If I'm not mistaken. And uh, that's a great, easy one to remember. And here's the hint on that one. The only G-rated movie ever to win Best Picture. Really? 
I mean, other old ones have been re, you know, when they put them on video, they'll release the, you know, they'll do. They change the ratings, right? Right, because there was no ratings before right. that time, and that was because it was a G. And then the next year, the only X one won it. Was well, uh, Midnight Cowboy? Exactly. So we all know this game. What? Uh, 1959. 1959. Now, does this bother you that we're going that old, or did you want? No, to I don't five? care. I, don't, I, 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 that's William Wyler's. Am I right? Ben Hurst? I don't know. Yeah, it has been her. Wow. <laughs> wow. You got all three. That's pretty great. That's pretty good. All right. That was pretty that impressive, was right? All right. Well, on that, um, <laughs> yeah, that is, that is actually really impressive, Wayne. Um, he's obviously a, a huge cinephile. Uh, is that what you call them? Cinephiles? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds a it's little like, sexual. Like a, it's like a pedophile. I like the movies. Is that weird? Yeah. Just, <laughs> can we just leave it at that? <laughs> like you're sitting in the park. you know, <laughs> sick thing where I'm <laughs> masturbating to old videotapes. Come on. Um, anyway, it was, this has been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I really appreciate you making us uh, you know, available to, up here at the Improv. You know, the world famous. The world famous Improv. We're Tickle Pink that you were able to come out and do this, and and we're going to be uh, we're going to be watching for everything you do. We're going to be posting links. Thanks well, for the handshake thank you, there. Thank you. Um, and uh, Thanks, everybody, Wayne Thanks. Fetterman. Do you have a website? WayneFetterman.com. Is that one? Yeah. WayneFetterman.com, and then also we'll be posting links to his YouTube uh, stuff, and he'll be uh, his short film will be out soon on the web. We'll, we'll send you links to everything. Thanks a lot for listening, folks, and uh, take care.